This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I want to lose weight again, but I also just got really into mimosas. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and that's a spicy meatball. That's an impression of me as an astronaut eating spaghetti in outer space. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tess Barker, and it's kind of cool that fake blood is made out of corn syrup, because I'm pretty sure my real blood is, too. Woo! And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. When I read, when I first read Brandy's joke on Twitter, I thought it was gonna be a. I thought of Kevin, oh, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Oh, like, yeah, oh. no, Kevin Spacey is a spacey meatball. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just when you say spacey, I think. You know, you go, yeah. yeah, not anymore. Oh, am I allowed to talk? No, yeah, bring, her on. Let's bring talk. her on. I want to talk about Spacey. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about Spacey. Not Kevin Spacey, but being Spacey. Mm. Um, oh, oh, be, the act of being Spacey. Yes. yes, yes. Amazing former guest of the show. We're excited to have her back. She's the author of Bad With Money, The Imperfect Art of Getting Your Financial Shit Together, Gabby Dunn. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry I talked before I was introduced. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I feel like that's a good sign because that just shows that you're like, you're b- p- b- biting at the bit. Is that it? Chomping, chomping at the bit. You're chomping at the bit. You're close. Yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel spacey? Is that? Um, I always feel spacey. Okay. Yeah, of course. Well, I, well, I'm just because I saw Casey Musgraves on Friday. Her handle is spacey, spacey Casey. Casey. She has yes. a song called Space Cowboy. I've had space on the brain. I see. Yeah. Now, do you think she would have written a song called Space Cowboy without a movie called Space Cowboy? No, and that's what I love about it because <laughs> it's like this super sad, beautiful song, and it's definitely a reference to the movie Space Cowboys. I thought it, but a, but the. Um, What's it called? Steve Miller Band. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Did oh, he do it shit. first? Yeah. yeah. You just blew my mind. I totally thought the movie Space Cowboy. Ca- yeah, too. I thought oh, they but I think it, you're right. I think Steve, Steve Miller Band Miller did, it did it first. Which came first. Or Classic. Is, is it or maybe Cowboy. we don't even know it and that's what they used to I call it. I mean, that definitely is it what it's what cuz Steve Miller yeah. that songs from way back and Steve, Space Cowboy was like oh 2000 years ago. Yeah. No, but I'm saying maybe Steve Miller Band was 70s. But I'm saying they call like Space the final frontier. Maybe Space Cowboy has always been a name for Astro. Yeah, definitely. Oh. I'll go with that. Wow. <laughs> and then, so, but I guess he, Steve Miller, is not an astronaut. So, what a bold declaration to make. Truly, he didn't go to school for I'm it. Space camp. He might have gone to space camp. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, like, look, we all yeah. went to space <laughs> camp. Did any of you go to space camp? I did twice. Bitch. Really? Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went with my bat mitzvah money. Oh, um, nice. Really sound investment. That's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> no one in my family was like, put this towards college. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I went um, to space camp in Cape Canaveral, and then I went to Space Academy a couple years later in uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. Was it as cool as it looked in the commercial? I loved it. I I had a great time. I mean, uh, space camp is like it's like the first level. So, but then and then space academy, you're like actually doing like fake missions and stuff. But you get the you get the jumpsuit, you get oh, dipping so dots, sick. you get oh to go God. in the gravity, the G, the G thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta put that in. Oh, the yes. dipping dots. Super cool. Uh, and you have like a rivalry with uh, flight academy, which is next. It's like the kids that are in ROTC. So like Space Camp has like a hardcore rivalry with like the the Flight Academy, the what is it? What's the flying one? Air Force? Air Force, Force, yeah. That's interesting. And like so there's like a real 
oh, your huh. thing is space. Okay, nerd. And it's like, uh, we're like cool, tough guys who are going to go into the Air Force or it's whatever. It's like it's both space. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the first we're, like, we're well, both space is nerds. just a little lower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first like, astronauts look, were, we're both from the We're Air Force. all kids at a science camp. I think we can agree. Yeah. Let's just give yeah. in to the nerdy. But isn't yeah. that just how the world works? Is it we all just kids at a science camp arguing Are, with other kids at a science camp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why the Democrats are going to lose in 2020. Exactly. We're all just kids at a science camp arguing with each other. Yeah. That's bad. You know what I love about the fact that you use your bat mitzvah money for that is that from a young age, you valued experiences over things. I know, which is um, very dumb. You think so? I, well, I don't know because I, no one in my family was ever like save money, which is kind of what, what started the book. And then I also just wanted to – I was like very convinced for a long time that I was going to work in mission control. So I was like, well, I have to get the experience now. It was a practical investment. Kind of in yeah. my mind. And then I and then I had always been a writer. And then I was like, oh, you have to do so much like science and math to get to be a mission control. I'm not very good at those things. Uh, I should probably just uh, write about space and quit. <laughs> I know what you mean because oh, the only thing I've ever wanted to be besides a writer and an actor is an astronaut. So I wonder yeah. if there's like a correlation between kids who want to be astronauts and creative people because I think it's that yeah. impulse of like you just kind of like – one of you, well, you do what I do, and you go to Star Trek camp instead of space camp. <laughs> there we go. So that's yeah, what you're like, do I want to be a Star Trek. controller? I just like Star Wars. Yeah, 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 I was basically just like, can we just pretend there's aliens attacking us yeah. and that can be dramatic? And see, that's what happened. See, you knew. Yeah, I yeah. knew. You skipped and, the middle step. Yeah. Because right now I, I love legal dramas and police dramas, and so every so often I'll be like, oh, I should just go to law school. Yes. And then it's like, no, you don't. You just like, you want to write a law show. Yeah. You don't totally. actually want to be a lawyer. How but it's feel, a fine line. How do you feel about being called on when your hand isn't raised? Because that's what I think every law school scene and oh. everything has ever been. They've just been like, and then Tess Barker, what's the answer? I yeah. would love it. I was oh, always I in it. class raising my hand too much. <laughs> oh, I yeah. hate it. I hate so it. they were like, anyone but Tess, yeah. anyone. Please raise Literally, your hand. I've had multiple teachers be like, please, anyone but Tess. And I would just be like, <laughs> 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 All right, space cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can have your space. So cowboy. yeah, tell us tell us more about the book because uh, I don't know about everyone listening, but I am perfect with money. So totally, I don't need the advice. Sure, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure yeah. some You're people. You're a ghostwriter on that, right? <laughs> yeah, you ghostwrote it. You wrote the sure forward, right? People yeah, yeah. who I, you know, we we talk about this on the show sometimes, but it's like. It's just so funny getting older and like, yeah, I feel like they didn't give us some, we need like classes in high school. Dude, about I how feel like no. fucking, every no, time they we have money. You, they don't want you to be they good don't at write money. You. Of they course. Don't, yeah, yeah. They want us to keep spending it on bullshit. We don't yeah. need it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Every time we talk about money on the show, listeners write in like, mm -hmm. thank you so much. Like, this is such a common <laughs> yeah. issue. It's like they want to keep you at the status quo. They yeah. don't want, I mean, because God forbid they give people financial literacy classes, there might be some economic mobility and the mm -hmm. people at the top might yeah. actually have to make room for people from different classes and Lord knows we can't do that. Uh, it's <laughs> no. also like, I've heard of, you know, in colleges, right, they'll have like, um, credit cards will come and like set up booths. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you're like, I get a oh, frisbee. You're just right. in debt for the rest of your life. I got so they don't those. want you to know. I got a T-shirt that said the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you did for a credit card. Yeah, that's How right. much debt that's did you go into card. for that T-shirt? I don't want to talk. Wait, about you guys that. actually? <laughs> so they don't want you to know. Actually, to to be even nerdier, I got a free I, to go on us to get a free Star Trek photo at Star Trek: The Experience in Vegas. Also signed up for a credit yeah, card. right. Star yeah. Trek credit card. I just did it because I wanted to shop at Nordstrom and not actually pay for any of it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they get you. Yeah. And if they yeah. taught you not to do those things, how how would they get you? Right. Yeah. But the other thing is, like I talk about in the book, is that like uh, you know you're 18, you've never had a financial literacy class in your life, and then they're like, here, take out forty thousand dollars in student loans, mm -hmm. and you go, okay, yeah, the, sure. the first thing you're supposed yeah. to do when you leave, and you have no, you're newly an adult, you have no concept of what that means. No. You go, I'll figure it out later. Yep. Oh, totally. You yeah. have no idea, and they never. Um, in the book, I talk about how my my little sister. Uh, when she was 18, she went to a tattoo parlor and she wanted a neck tattoo. And the guy at the parlor, older guy, was like, no, you're 18. I'm yeah. not tattooing your neck. Oh, that's so nice. And I was like, <laughs> well, why doesn't anyone do that for student loans? <laughs> Nobody goes, oh, you know what? You're 18. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> they just go, here you go. Here's, yes. here's $40,000 in debt. Honestly, she should just have gotten the neck tattoo. It'd be so, more like, responsible. More honestly. responsible. Yeah, yeah. Tattoo my credit rating to my exactly. neck. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's so, so true because I think when you, I mean I have little brothers who are thirteen who are going to have to pay for college, mm -hmm. and I'm because of them like looking at back at how I was that age, and honestly, 
money meant nothing to yep. me I, because it couldn't have. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I never had to pay rent. I never had to pay for anything mm-hmm. except maybe my trips to wet seal. It right. meant nothing to me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're like, well, and then all the experts that I talked to in the book are like, you're at, in high school is when you have a job and you have no expenses. Exactly. So that mm-hmm. should be when you're like saving money. So the ideal thing would be to save a bunch of money during high school, go to community college, pay nothing, have no have no student loans and yeah. then start the world with like your savings from from high school. Yeah. Nobody does that. Nope. No. No. Um because we're all sold this thing of like, oh my god, you have to go. The American dream is you have to go to this amazing college. You if you get in somewhere mm-hmm. uh really really notable, your parents should like take out a second mortgage so you can go because, you know, that'll be the future or whatever. But also in the book I talked to a bunch of community cuz I suspect community college is just as good. And it's so great. I interviewed a bunch of uh, uh kids and they were at community college and they were all just like, "Oh yeah, we're having a great time." And yeah. like Oh, you mean it's just as great like social life wise? No, like so uh academic like right. they were all just mm-hmm. like, no, we're, we feel like we're really learning a lot. We it's feel like it's very legitimate. It's yeah. Really legitimate. yeah. You know what? Now, as we're nobody was about upset it, about it. I yeah. think that that is what is missing from the community college. At least for me personally, I wanted to live in a dorm and yeah. I wanted like the right, Saved right, by right. the Bell, the college years experience. Sure. So, like, mm-hmm. if there was a way to make community college as socially fun, well, they have clubs and stuff, and they, yeah. they all like I talked to the. The people I went to talk to were in like a history club club or something. It was like something like that. But they I mean, they were all like hanging out. I mean, I think like there was just a thing of uh, that that like even the school I I went to, it was Palm Beach Community College. But right when I got there a few years before that, they had changed their name to Palm Beach State College just to make it more palatable for people applying, just to make it like, oh, we're like, yeah, I'm going to state. Right. Rather than saying community college, even like um, BCC, which I'm I'm from South Florida. So Broward Community College was like the the thing, like BCC, that's where you went. And now they just go by Broward College. They only they dropped community from the name. That is so interesting. Um, Man. And that's just because for optics, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and like the thing is, like you're paying for you're paying to be able to wear the Harvard sweatshirt for the rest of your life, which you're you paying... can still wear if you transfer. Of course. Which, but yeah. By the way, we bought a Juilliard sweatshirt for our friend Eric. Sure. So yeah. much cheaper than <laughs> Juilliard. You're paying. You're paying for the optics of it. But I went to uh, an expensive liberal arts school on a scholarship, but nobody's ever asked to see my Emerson degree. No, never. No. You can for most jobs, I believe, you could probably just make up where you went on your resume. Right. Because yeah. no one's ch- really checking. I actually couldn't. I don't put my college on my resume anymore because I've yeah, got yeah. enough work experience that I'm just right. like, you don't need to. And I was matter. actually kind of a little shook. A couple years ago, I was at a job interview and they were like, where did you go to college? Oh. And the question shook me. I was like, you so, care? Why? Especially in LA where you're like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. 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 If you have experience and you're good, why would you care? Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing is I talked to a lot of high school kids who were like, I, I want to be a photographer. I know I want to be a photographer. So if I get a job at like a wedding photographer, studio I don't have to go to college because I'll just I'll yeah. become oh, yeah. I'll get known I'll get more gigs yeah. whatever I'll start I make my Instagram really nice or, for sure and if I was anything, like just get like a community college like business associates exactly. to understand business, how a business sure. works yeah. but I think nobody at least when I was 18 we weren't thinking about it in a practical sense we mm-hmm. like you said we wanted the dorm experience we wanted the like yeah. experience of of going away and having like a movie college time or whatever and it was pushed as like a rite of passage rite of passage like, yeah yes. but the, now and now you go for four and years which, you know what it reminds for... me of a lot actually as having just gone through it is a wedding yeah yes. it is right it's a lot passage, like, it's, a right, it's like money. you're only gonna get this mm-hmm. once in your life mm-hmm. spend the money yeah. just do it well and yeah. it's funny too because I do kind of as much as we're like, you know, if they give me a class in high school about it, I'm like, yeah, but that reminds me of like, I still would have fucked all the assholes I fucked in my 20s. Right, like, exactly. no, one, no one could have told me different. I would have right. ditched that class or shown up high or fallen yes. asleep. Like, yes. So I'm not going to learn that lesson. No, then, no I agree. I agree. I say in the book, it's like, there's a reason Romeo and Juliet were teenagers. It's like, you're not, you yeah. can't yeah. tell, can't tell you nothing. Yeah. But also, um, it's similar to like Gen X. So I'm millennial. Gen X, uh, their Same. their thing <laughs> yeah. was like, um, you have to buy a house. That's the yes. rite yeah. of passage. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing, buying a house. But then they all got screwed, like, in the housing crisis. So yeah. it's like, and now there's a woman that I interviewed, um, Kelly Peeler. She was talking about how she thinks student loans are the next big financial crisis. That nobody's going to be able to pay them off, and it's just going to become this, like, crash yeah. in the next few years, which is fascinating. Oh, yeah. I have multiple friends who are just like... <laughs> Just gonna keep throwing that bill away, right? What do you do, right? Like, okay, even if I pay the minimum, 
it's mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I still owe more than well, I did like, at the beginning. What are you going to take away my degree? Yeah. Right. I already did it. Yeah. <laughs> please. And, then, and guess what? Can't, can't afford a house. So you can't, yeah. I have nothing yeah. of worth for you to take. Right. Oh, you're yeah. going to hurt my credit score? Okay. Who cares? Well, there's Whatever. also the thing of like, you know, there are consequences to, to defaulting, but there's a, a guy I write about in the book um, who's a culture critic and author named Lee Siegel who wrote this op-ed for the New York Times that people like lost their minds over where it was like, he was like, I'm defaulting on my student loans. I don't care. I'll never pay them back. I don't yeah. give a shit. He was like, I fuck yeah. He was yeah. like, I people were furious, but he was like, <laughs> he was like, I grew up poor and I am being punished for the audacity to want better for myself. Mm-hmm. And this is a class thing. And this is keeping people like me out of school and I don't buy it and it's unethical and go fuck yourselves. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> fuck yeah. Cause I think a lot of people feel that way. They're just like, I'll die with it. Whatever. Who cares? Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, there yeah. are, there are consequences, but part of me is like, hell yeah, throw a Molotov cocktail at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was I mean? your interest in the subject because of student loan debt? Or like what got you interested in, in like writing about this and, and researching it? No, I, um, I grew up, uh, alcoholic addict home and so it was very I never understood money because no one talked about it and it was also my parents were very into experiences but it was like um, you know a feast or famine type thing which I like one day they'd be like we have all this money let's do this mm-hmm. let's do that and then the next day they'd be like we have no money everyone panic and so I was like which is it Yeah. Um, and I could never get a read like I would be like are we poor are we d- okay what is the truth and they would just like never really have an answer um, and so and my mom was the the breadwinner and my there was like a lot of stuff that came out later of like my dad my mom would be like where'd the money go my dad would be like I don't know and then it was like to the gambling um, and so like I I never understood and and also I reveal in the book I mean they took out but there was like they took out a twenty thousand dollar loan for my bat mitzvah which is wow. crazy what? Wow. right like they are not oh, good um, yeah. <laughs> and so, what part of the country are you from Florida South Florida, okay. Florida yeah. and was it like a big deal where you did everyone have a big bat mitzvah everyone had a huge bat mitzvah it was like my super sweet sixteen but I went to you know similar to college I went to a a Jewish day school for which I had like a 70% scholarship. So there there was no, like I was competing with kids who had mansions rather than So it than, must have been like a I was going to say was it like a whole competition between yes, the parents and stuff? Yes, okay, huge yeah. competition between the parents. Damn. Um and my mom is like I don't know I feel like I blacked out and cared about that for like a couple years and then was like why did I care about <laughs> right. that? Um and so yeah so it was this huge thing and so then I kind of never learned about money. And then I like went to college and I had a job all of college and I have no idea what happened to that money. Like I didn't, I don't think I had that many expenses. I couldn't tell you what, where it went. Um, and so I just like kind of would cry about money all the time, but never, never felt like I could talk to anyone. Never felt like, I felt like everyone in my life must have figured this out. It took me until I was like 25 when I, when I moved to LA is when I realized people's parents gave them money. Couldn't, like, I would be like, wow. Right. This, that is so true. Someone... Like, that's, it's such a stigma to talk about it that I think it's almost like the wage thing where it's yeah. like, if we talked about it more, everyone would be healthier about it. And you would, oh, let, you would compare yourself to people I less. thought, I, I thought, oh, the reason these people have achieved these things is because they are more talented than me. They are better people than me. They work harder. They work harder yeah. than I do. I should work more and sleep less, whatever it was. Then it would like I, I when I was 25 and I moved out here, all of a sudden I realized people's parents are giving them money and I like started. I mean, it was like maniacal research where I would be like, and then I'd be like, oh, my God, this person's mom is like an exec at CBS or like this person's dad like yeah. is like a bank, you know, a huge billionaire bank or whatever. And it kind of not to say that like the people that succeed are getting money from their families, although a lot are. And I would start to realize like, oh, the reason this person is so, quote unquote, ahead of me is because they were like born ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But it took me, but I like would beat myself up and get so depressed and like yeah. think that it was some failure in myself because I just didn't, no one ever talked about money or where they were getting money. Um, and so then I was, I was working at this job and uh, this guy sitting next to me had a, a, his banking open and I saw a number and I said, oh, I have that too. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, that's, I have that credit card debt as well. And he was like, uh, that's my savings account. And I was like, 
<laughs> we all just did like cartoon wolf. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who has a Wow. Just like and the my... poetry of that moment is oh, yeah. staggering. Yeah. And my best friend, um, who I do my YouTube channel with, Allison, she was sitting behind me and she whipped around and went, What? Because I hadn't even said anything to her about it. And she was like, Wait, what? And I was like, You guys, what? I don't know. I have to go. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. I have to leave. And then the two of them, I later, I ended up date, dating that guy for a while. So he like became part of our, our lives and he and her were both kind of like, yo, like, is this true? Like what's going on with you? And I was like sobbing hysterically, like really embarrassed, really upset. And they were both like you and they come, both of them came from very wealthy families, which is always like a sort of a point of contention with me and Allison. But so they were, so they were both like this because they didn't know anything. They they had never yeah. experienced credit card debt. They had never experienced student. Lo- neither of them had student loans. And that so they were both like right. Yeah. So they were both like wait what? And I remember the guy saying Allison's a little bit less of a dick than this, or she's not. She knows more. But he was like, well, if I didn't have any money like you, all I would do is try to think about how to get money. And I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of what I fucking do. I was like, one, it's what I do. But also yeah. at a certain point, that's stressful. It yeah. makes you sick. And you just go, I just want to like, I, I just want a pizza. You know what yeah, I mean? So, totally. Yeah. And like, yes. how dare you assume you would know how you feel if you're like yeah. in that position? Because yeah. you don't, you'll never know that. But at so, a certain point, it's, but at yeah. a certain point, it's like, it, it was like, it was like, am I not going to live my life? Like, am I going to live yeah. 24 yes. hours a day yeah. trying to get money when, like, eventually you get so used to not having money that you go, what is it? I'm going to put this pizza on my credit card? Fine. Oh, yeah. It becomes totally. not real. Yeah. At some point, you're like, well, it's just added to the pile. Who gives a right. shit? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to feel okay tonight. Yeah. And it feels yeah. very binary almost. Like, you shift into, like, I'm a person in debt, so actually nothing fucking matters. I'll exactly. take the pizza and I'll take that new sweater, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad about my debt. Something has I to make me I will buy this good. sweater yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the yeah. way, as if I hate when people like come down on low-income people for, oh, why do you have an expensive cell phone why do you have those shoes yeah when all rich people do to fill their sadness is buy shit yep. like yeah. oh my god congratulations <laughs> on yeah. being this perfect buddhist who never right. relies on materialism to feel yeah, better right. Right. through your closet and take yeah. a take well a it's also yeah. like this idea and i and i found that in my research like this idea that like poor people you have to be actively working to get out of out of low income status otherwise go fuck yourself like it's very like like, oh, I'm I'm allowed to do this and, and spend money and all that. But like, so my humanity is tied to like buying the sweater, buying the sneakers. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not allowed to. And if you do, like, then I lose all sympathy for you as a human. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of yeah. homeless people have iPhones. And the reason they have iPhones is because they don't have access to computers. So they buy an iPhone with whatever money they can get together so they can apply to jobs. Yeah, totally. That's a statistic that I read that like a lot of them have iPhones because they need to be able to email to Mm -hmm. figure out job situations. It's almost to them at the point of homelessness is more important to have a phone Mm -hmm. than it is to like figure out a housing situation because you're like looking for jobs all day and and trying to. It's your fucking computer. I mean, the number of things you do Mm -hmm. on your phone like, yeah, you think about it. I mean, that's that's you you need it in the modern world to get to any right. New, so new they level. almost they almost uh, need it more to get to the next step of having a home yeah. than to jump to home because how are you going to get job interviews? How are you going to like you know? Yeah. And even it's like okay, you could go to like a, a you know a computer lab or whatever to do it at a FedEx, but that is again they're running your credit card while they're doing that. You might not have access to a credit card. Like mm-hmm. it's just all kinds of stuff where you. My well, yeah, dad, it's like, well, you're gonna wait till the next time you go to a FedEx to get exactly. on the email to respond and see, to respond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was interesting because when I was a kid, I was driving. I I always think about this. I was driving with my dad through our neighborhood, which was like kind of shitty, and this one house that was like a shitty house had um, a bright red Porsche in the front of it. And I was like, why does this person have a shit? If they can afford this Porsche, why don't they move somewhere else? And my dad was like, they, they value cars and they Mm -hmm. don't value, they love cars and they don't care where they live. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, people yeah. have different priorities. Mm-hmm. And that's like mm-hmm. okay to respect people's different priorities. Yeah, for sure. Like if you if you really love having that car and that makes you feel cool and like and you don't really care about where you live, have at it. 
And so, but it had never occurred to me. I was like, wouldn't you want to get a nicer house? And my dad was like, maybe you would. I was like six. He was like, maybe you would want a nicer house. Mm -hmm. But this person doesn't care. And maybe like they have family in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and like, they, you know, maybe they inherited that house and it has, you know, emotional meaning to you. I didn't know. Yeah. Or they just, Mm -hmm. and yeah. They just get to get in that portion right off, baby. Yeah. (laughs) They don't care. That's what they like. That's what makes them happy. Yeah. So it was, so I, I really started realizing that nobody was talking about money and then I wrote this article called Get Rich or Die Vlogging um, which went sort of viral. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. Which was about YouTubers who are internet famous people who have day jobs because mm-hmm. I was driving Postmates and I figured other and like, you know, my fans quote unquote thought that I was rich and I was like, this is crazy that you guys think I'm a millionaire. I have to say something. Yeah. Even though it was embarrassing. So I was like, I drive. Did you deliberate before saying, like, how long were, were you not talking about driving Postmates before you decided to, like, write the vlog or write the blog post? Months. Months. Maybe six or nine months. Because I I didn't want people to know. Because I thought, I, every day I was like, well, tomorrow I'll get a big check and I can stop driving. So mm-hmm. no, so it doesn't, you know. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but then it just kept going and going. And then I I would get recognized like while I was doing it and stuff, which was a nightmare. Um, and so then uh, I wrote this article and I interviewed friends of mine who were like internet famous but who worked as museum tour guides or, or Starbucks, which is hard because those are also front-facing positions where yeah. like fans will recognize you. And yeah. like one girl who worked at Starbucks, she got fired because fans kept coming in because they oh memorized her schedule and the boss was so like, fucked. this is – they're not buying anything. Like you got to – whatever. Oh, so shit like that. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine too um, – one of the craziest parts of that article is uh, my friend Brittany Ashley was a waitress and she was working at BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed's a piece of shit and they wouldn't hire her full time. So they would only keep her on part time. So she was in, I mean, like 12 yeah. videos a week or whatever, but she was only there part time, only getting paid part time salary. So she kept so she was in these like videos that got millions of views, yeah. but she was she didn't have enough money. So she was kept her restaurant job. So then she would get recognized at the restaurant by these kids and they'd be like, I don't understand. You're in this video that has like 9 million views. How are you still working at the restaurant? And then BuzzFeed um, hosted their Golden Globes party at that restaurant. Oh and she God. worked the BuzzFeed what Golden the Globes party what? and served all of us, even though we were coworkers. Oh, Holy man. shit. Right. Uh, we have so to, fucked. this is fat. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back right. talking more yeah. about the book. Be right back. Hey, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. Tess. And we're here with Gabby Dunn talking about Bad With Money, her book about uh, getting out of your financial yeah. shit. So. Thank you. Hello. I totally <laughs> I totally get I, I drive for Lyft still every mm-hmm. once in a while. And I haven't had any fans, but I've definitely picked up like comedian friends and stuff. Right. Where And, and a couple of famous comics who have been very weird about it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm paying my bills because I'm paying my yeah. bills. Mm-hmm. I don't. How dare you make this seem like a lesser thing? Yeah. yeah I'm mean, sorry that I haven't gotten the opportunities that you have. Uh-huh. That's the world we live in. Kind of fuck you. I still get nervous about not having cash in hand, which I think comes from childhood. So I, I'll out eBay stuff. I'll like, I'll just go through and start yeah. like taking, um, I'm very interested in this bookstore that buys books. So I might check that out like next week. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Everything's fine, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, what if I just sold all these books in a day, very yeah. impulsively? Well, I think that is like a that that is like if you grow up that way and mm-hmm. you need to be scrounging in certain ways mm-hmm. to like continually, it, it's hard to turn that part of yourself off yeah. because you're like, but I always have to have something spinning over here right. to know that I will be okay. Well, Someone- and I think that sort of speaks to the reason that Brittany was waitressing, yeah. which is really the fucking issue is. Fuck BuzzFeed and fuck all these internet companies. Oh, because that's the yeah. bottom line, they are monetizing that content, and yeah. people should be aware that the artists that you're seeing and the fans that you, the people that you are fans of, are not making that money. Absolutely, that is like no. the biggest open secret. Like everyone, yeah. fucking everyone over. Well, one of the craziest. Th- my contract with BuzzFeed was insane, and I wrote about this too because I signed it because I was like 26, and I was like, whatever. Um, and they own my image in. In perpetuity or whatever it's called. Fuck. So they could, um, they use, sometimes I'm on their Snapchat or they use old Fuck. videos of me and like fans will be like, you were just on this. And I was like, no, that's from 2015. They just reuse, like they yeah. can make gifts out of my face and use them. Ugh. They own my, I have an official Gabby Dunn Facebook page, which has like 
I don't know, like 40,000 people following it. BuzzFeed owns that? They own it, and they've never given it back to me. Fuck. Um, I, so I don't even have Facebook now. I'm just like, go with God. Uh, and they, right now, they could cut together all of my videos from 2015. I worked there eight months. Yeah. They could cut together all the videos, uh, sell a best of Gabby Dunn to Netflix, and I wouldn't see a dime. Wow. So, like, it puts you in this position right. where whether it's a situation like that or whether you're a freelance writer or whatever you're doing, your income is not coming at a steady pace. You yeah. Don't, your car insurance bill is due on the 28th of every mm-hmm. month. But when you're getting paid for all these 18 gigs that you're yeah. doing is anyone's fucking guess. So it creates the situation of just constantly mm-hmm. looking for that other place. Nobody yes, is never in, know. Yeah, Nobody's have, in yeah. a rush to pay you ever. No. Because any show business is freelance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're no, all in also, a rush to get paid. Yeah. Nobody's in a rush to pay you. And no one's in a rush to value your time as a creative no, person. No. <laughs> I remember this like one fucking like some shitty, you know, um, guy who wanted to make the new HQ or whatever. Some, you know, sure, like, yeah, yeah, new yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. Like they all do. He, you know, I go meet him for like lunch. We have a great conversation, whatever. He starts like writing to me about doing the audition. And I'm like, cool. And then I started being like, well, what's like, how much is this going to pay? And he immediately was like, we're going to go into that, another direction. Good. Because I asked how much it would pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I want to know your budget if you want right, me involved right, in this. Right. Yeah. And then he yeah. offered and then he was like, actually, do you want to bring some friends in for like a test run? We'll pay you. He said a certain amount yeah and then i was like cool and then i was like oh that means you're paying each of us like 100 or something and he was like no it's gonna be this i'm like well originally right i'm not i'm not asking my friends who are like professionals Mm -hmm. to take time out of their fucking day to come here to get nothing right and you're also not getting paid as a booker so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) there's a um a story i tell in the book about a company called skip the dishes uh which i think is like a food ordering app but there was like this story that went viral where this person went in to interview or was emailing to go in for an interview in like, uh, I don't know, like one of their departments. And they said, uh, hey, if I come in to interview, I have to get a babysitter and take the bus and everything. So I just want to make sure that the salary is worth it. What is the salary for this mm-hmm. job? Yeah. Or like around, you know, just so that because if I leave, you know, my first. It costs if, me money to Yeah, do this. it costs me money to yeah. come to the yeah. interview. She got an interview and then she was like, hey, sorry to ask, but like it cuts, it, it, it costs me money to come to this interview. So I'm just curious, like, what is the salary so I can decide if I actually want to come to the interview? And then they wrote back and were like, well, because you care more about money than this like Fuck company off. and like our family of company, then like you don't get the job. That's the most insidious and the shit. Thing that and it is because the company is not your family. No, and but the thing is, is that then it was because people are um, pawns. There was like split in the comments of like some people being like, "Oh, rookie mistake." Everyone knows when you go, like you have to be a good little thing when you go. You know, you go in for a job interview, and like this, they should have taught her better about like how to do a good job interview and blah blah blah. Like it was this thing of like it became That's this symbol of like millennials are entitled and like oh you're just like you don't know how to do a good job interview and like the best thing to do is this and blah 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 and and. And then also people being like, hey, that's fucked up, like how I took it, where I was like, whoa, this is like, yeah. you just tell her the salary. What the hell? I mean, also, yeah, it sh- I feel like that should it should be illegal to like hold the salary. Right. If you're going yeah. in for a fucking interview. You're going to tell me it's eventually. It's a big difference if it's like, you know, 13 bucks an hour versus 25 bucks an hour or right, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So, but a lot of times, I mean, when I, I remember when I was go- doing J-jobs, you would go in and then they would say, well, what do you think your salary should be? Oh, God, oh, I, I hate, hate that. I'm s- I fucking... Oh, I like setting my salary. Oh, I don't. <laughs> do you just go, yeah. well, sometimes you just... I think like what I would think and then I think higher. Yeah, you just go, I don't know, yeah. a crazy amount and yeah. then see what they come back with. Especially if it's a job I don't want. I really like coming up with salaries <laughs> yeah. for that. I, like... oh, I hate it. Also because it's just, I just have worked so many random jobs yeah, that a lot of times it's, it's like hard some... to know. Yeah, I'm like, I haven't yeah. done this before. I don't know how fucking yeah, much right. this yeah. is. You know? Jackie Cation has a really great rule. She never says no, but she will just give a number that will make that person say no. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that. I totally yeah, love that. Where she's genius, like, I yeah. really don't want to do this. If you paid me 20 grand to do <laughs> yeah. it, then I would do it yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I I also I also think but I would get nervous because I would think oh well if I ask for too high of a number they're gonna take the job offer back yeah which yeah, yeah. I don't think that they would have Mm-mm. they wouldn't have and I think that is a thought that unfortunately women have been more yes. trained than men absolutely to think going yeah. into a professional situation mm-hmm. this I mean like I was talking to my mom recently my mom's a teacher not in LA Unified but in a surrounding district and 
my heart was just breaking talking to her about the way she's being treated at her work and the basic things that are not been given to her mm-hmm. and the basic working conditions that she's not been given. And she's an elementary school teacher. Most of her coworkers are women. And I'm sitting here like, you guys have the bargaining power. Mm-hmm. This city mm-hmm. will shut down if you guys stop teaching. Right. And you're worried that if you ask for X, Y, and Z, they're going to take it out of your salary mm-hmm. or fire you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. You. Meanwhile, yeah. this fire fest fuck is out here building a festival. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like this cocky, he has nothing... It, where yeah. there's like all these women in the professional setting that I think just don't have like the confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately to ask for what they deserve. And it's bananas. Cause like I'll there, I've worked a lot of jobs where like just when we would share salaries, which companies also don't want you to do, yep. but salary transparency is huge right now. And you can look on Glassdoor actually to see salaries. Um, so oh, you really? should do that. Yeah. Glassdoor is a website where you can see different salaries. Um, and there's also a website called who pays interns and who pays writers, two nice. different websites. Cool. And you can <laughs> see, just both blank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like URL does not connect. Right. But you can see, like, if you if you um, submit freelance writing to different places, you can see before you waste your time what they, they actually good. pay. Um, but there have been multiple times where we've talked about our salaries and then the men's salaries are way higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and every time I'm going, how is that possible? And they go, well, that's what I asked for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the last time I did a freelance, I talked about it here, but last time I did a freelance writing gig, they asked me to set the price and I did like weekly or whatever daily. And then I went in there and I was me, me and another guy and I was like, how much did you say? And his was almost twice as yep, much yep, as I yep. had said. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, good to fucking know. If you they know ever yeah. ask me again, that's but what I'm people, asking for. People can help each other. Like I did a thing, um, there, this girl, I was speaking at a conference and this girl was speaking at the conference too. And we kind of knew each other from Twitter and she knew that I would speak because it had been announced lineup. And she messaged me and said, what are you getting paid to speak there? And I told her and she was like, okay, I'm getting less than that. And I said, oh, go to them right now. Yeah. Tell them I told you what mm-hmm. I, use my name. Tell them I told you what I'm making. Let's get you bumped. And then say, well, I, how come I'm not making as much as Gabby or whatever? And then uh, I was like, and it was something where I was like, if they pull me from the lineup, fucking fine. And, uh, and then they bumped her salary. So That's like, great. or they bumped her her fee. Yeah. So like, it doesn't hurt. Like I felt like you know sometimes. I mean, maybe me a few years ago, I would have been like, oh, I can't tell her what I. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything. But like, it only helps everybody. Yeah. Exactly. People are are yeah. transparent. Well, and I also think that anyone who would truly not give you a job because you ask for a certain amount mm-hmm. that was not the right fit for you because they mm-hmm. don't respect you as a person. Because someone yeah. that respects you will come back with a counter offer that's yes. like, we can't do that. Here's that. Yeah. If they dismiss you, guess what? It's like a it's like a partner that's not right I for know. you. It's yeah, just, you were just a cog for them anyway. Yeah. And they were going to just use you up as much as possible yeah. before they just Most got... Most places yeah. will just counter. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask for more. If it's too yeah. much, they'll let you know mm-hmm. and they'll come back with a counter that's a little bit lower. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was at my last like gig that I was at for like seven years and I waited so long to ask for a raise, like years longer mm-hmm. than I should have. And I yeah. went in and I was like, okay, I've been here for like five years. It's and I hard. Think, and immediately was like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. See? <laughs> but just like, the thing that's crazy is why wouldn't they just they do just, it? Yeah, they should have just done it. They're yeah. terrible. Well, of course, I, was, yeah. I mean, from their perspective, they're trying to be as cheap as possible. Right. And so, the people oh, yeah. at, but then the people at the top are millionaires. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing that's bananas is like you would, when I worked at BuzzFeed, they would be like, Oh, my salary was like I think fifty k a year, and they would go, and I was in so many videos, and then they would they would go, okay, like, and I would think that's a pretty good salary for a media job in L A. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you think about it, the people at like I'm getting like a pretty okay salary, but the people at the top who you never see on camera are literally millionaires. Oh, exactly. Millionaires. So that's bananas. Totally, and I think it's similar to teachers, where it's like ain't nothing happening without right. people in front of the camera. Exactly. That's what exactly. it is. Same. Writers, actors, the creatives are the ones that like nobody can do what you right. do. Nobody, yeah. But and we're also like scared of losing the opportunities. Yeah, that we exactly. And merge. the and the real insidious part with a lot of these media companies is that the the talent they have in front of the camera are often minorities. So it's people of color, it's women, mm-hmm. it's queer, it's all of the above. Yep. And so all the people in front of the camera are minorities who they know won't ask for more because they're terrified. Mm-hmm. And then they can stay millionaires, yeah. and they're all white dudes, and they can look good. Yeah, yes. and, they, and yes. then everyone goes, "What a woke company!" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so oh, mad. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. The, the guy at the top of uh, Mr. Buzzfeed is uh, worth two hundred million dollars. Exactly. So it's exactly yeah. white dude at yeah. the top. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So I mean, the uh, but the the thing I think is the problem is that like w- then you get 
you're worried about being labeled bossy or Mm -hmm. especially if you're like a black woman, Mm -hmm. then you go in and ask for a raise and they're like, oh, oh, well, you know, they they always use it against you. Yes. It's not an unfounded fear at all. Yeah. 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 It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Or they, you know, I don't I I just I there's so many stereotypes that you're working against of like, well, she's difficult now that she asked for this or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's so hard because it's like you need diversity at that upper level. Oh, absolutely. You know, (laughs) that's the trickle down that needs to actually happen. One of the cool (laughs) things is um, with internships, with everyone I talk to about unpaid internships. First of all, those should be illegal. But everyone that I talked to was talking about. um uh, paid internships and how if you have if you the people who can't afford to do an unpaid internship are largely upper middle class white kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that if you do a paid internship, this woman from a company called Con Resnick, um, who ha- is on Glassdoor, is like one of the best paying internships, like number three best paying internships. So I called their human resources department, interviewed them for the book, and they were like, "Well, the reason that we pay so well is because we're able to get more diverse interns than we get people from different." you know, economic backgrounds. Yep. We get people of different races, um, different genders who can afford to do our internship. And then we find if we hire from that pool of interns, we get a more diverse workforce. And then because we're working, it's an accountant, accounting firm, I think. So they're like, because we have more a more diverse workforce, we're actually able to have different clients. Like we, they were like, now we have clients in China. We have clients in, you mm-hmm. know, like we're able to actually use these, um, the diverse workforce that we only could have, funneled up through the intern program versus like another company that doesn't pay interns would just be um, funneling up white people who then are at the top again. Yeah. Yeah. All my clients are all the the white boys at the frat that I went to at my Ivy League school. It's like, okay, well, right. And then they're like, (laughs) and then we get, you know, one example she I didn't make it in the book but she was talking about like how they you know then they they have clients in China and they have an intern who they promoted to a a full-time staff who can fucking speak Chinese. Yeah. And so that is like an, right. a, a thing huge. that they, you know, huge for Which them. Which is also mm-hmm. funny because it's still like, and then it's like, and then we make more money. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yes. Then we still get to yeah. use you but to make e- more money. Sure, but even, okay, baseline, it's like that thing of, of with um, films, right? Where they go, where it's like, look, I get you don't care about diversity, but Girls Trip made so much money. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's you cannot money. deny. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you don't give a shit about other people. Base level, the diversity will make you more money. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's just reframing it as like this isn't just like a burden to you. Yeah. Like, okay, we fulfilled this requirement. Right. It's like, do you like money? Because guess what, women and people of color and <laughs> right. gay people like to spend money. Yeah, like I yeah. know you're a capitalist asshole. Yeah. So let me appeal to your capitalist asshole. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But and like honestly, I think it's okay for an accounting firm to want to make money. Sure. <laughs> you know, like I yes. think that premise is yeah. fine. It's just like there's a way to do it. Yeah, it's it's beneficial to everyone. Right. And she was saying it's like, oh, it makes their company better and stuff. So that's like that part's in the book where I was like, yeah, because I mean, there's people that I remember working. I went there's a chapter in the book where I'm talking about how I went into debt doing an unpaid internship at Viacom, which could definitely afford to pay. Oh, for sure. And now Viacom pays (laughs) because there was like a class action lawsuit. Viacom was like, I mean, when I was at MTV, that was the the big thing. There was permalance, which I'm sure they did at BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. Permalance. Mm -hmm. Is there anything more illegal sounding than permalance? <laughs> they don't give you benefits. No. They don't give you benefits, but they pay you something. Yeah. You're yeah. full time, but right. you're not full time. Right. Yeah. It's a really good catch 22. We give you money so you can buy your own health insurance. Exactly. <laughs> right? Oh my God. That's what we do. So I would say it. though, with the, I mean, I think being in a creative field does have sort of a unique challenge to it in that like, if you want to work in, in a creative field, you do need to have a body of work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that people, when they're first starting out, need to understand is like, yeah, I, I, that's why they get taken advantage of. But like you do it, don't do it for someone else. Do it for yourself or have, sure. you need to have samples of your work in order to get work. Right. Right. It is kind of like, yeah, it's like open mics. It's like, you're not, it's going to be shitty. You're not going to get paid, mm-hmm. but yes. you really, you do have to send the shit for a little while to build yourself up. Mm-hmm. Yes. But mm-hmm. then obviously once you put in that time and that yeah. work, you, yeah, you need to like know when to ask to get paid. Totally. Well, and it's, it's, it, it's interesting. Cause like, uh, you asked Barbara asked a question on on uh, Facebook recently about like the comedy bubble and everything. Yes, and like um, in other countries, like they treat artists as like, oh, you are making the quality of life better mm-hmm. in our country as mm-hmm. a whole. So like you get like stipends from the government. Yes, for basically so, you improve the quality of life. So this is a thing that people are are getting more and more vocal about, which is universal basic income. 
UBI which baby. I'm pretty yeah. fascinated by, um, yeah. which would be that ev- everyone, depending on their income level, gets like a stipend every every month. Yeah. Just for, you know, like Social Security or whatever, just mm-hmm. for for existing. Um, and there's not – and it would help a lot of people like get out of poverty. And, um, and then the other thing – this is what made me think of it – is that uh, it would – the idea is that it would allow artists to have more freedom to do their art. Yeah. And the idea is that it would make America a better place because there would be more art because mm. mm-hmm. the person who is like an incredible – singer or an incredible painter uh, would actually be able to do that and then it would like enrich everyone's lives because mm-hmm. we would wow get to see this amazing art that probably this person would have died without making basically yeah. oh absolutely um, and so that's one of the the facets of it is um, allowing not just like you know economic mobility but also like allowing artists the freedom to like make art because art is so undervalued mm-hmm. like no like the whole thing of like well no one's gonna pay you for your painting or even like teachers like no one's gonna you know no one no one cares if you we don't pay teachers anything and it's like but wh- I don't understand what, you get teachers I mean I'm like a teacher's kid and a teacher's right. friend kid and a former teacher like I'm so teacher te- because like it's we get the crazy. biggest thing for our buck but it's so obvious. Like, put it into education, right. and like within one generation, yeah, you have a whole better generation of people. Yes. Why mm-hmm. is that the thing we keep shitting on and taking money away from? Like, and they, they don't want to keep people stupid too. Yeah, they yeah. Keep you and dumb. they don't pay the teachers, so the teachers are frazzled. They're not doing their mm-hmm. best work. They yes. don't have the materials. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's all tied together. But it's all I th- I start to get very conspiracy theory because I think it mm-hmm. is all meant to keep yeah. the class system where it's oh, at. It absolutely, is. I think it's yeah. class. And again, I think it's sexism too because teaches teaching and the idea of nurturing is a feminine, feminine ideal. Right. Well, it's like I think don't it's make very. Gen- right. It's not. Yeah, nurse. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, Caretake. nurses can make pretty good bucks. Well, yeah, but compared to, to doctors, doctors, doctors yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. I think it's very like gender related that we're so obsessed with the military and so quick to shit on teaching yep. and social services. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. When people go for UBI, when people are like, well, where would the money come from? I'm like, I don't know. Our military budget is a in plane? the trillions. Yeah. yeah. Like one plane. Right. Yeah. Or tax billionaires. <laughs> make decriminalize marijuana and then tax it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. UBI. Yeah. But, like, if every- we ha- my question with UBI is what, like then like who does, who's, does like work the shitty jobs if that uh, I just don't know how that part works. They probably still, still can. Would. Yeah, why not? Yeah, they but still... if, but they nobody would want to. If you yeah, want to make you more still, money than yeah, your base, you still, people right. are always yeah. going to want to make more money. Yeah, and or you have like a second kid, and you're like, ah, shit, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. people yeah. are always. We're also automating so much too that yeah, it's like that's at another a big problem. Point. I mean, not everything. No, you can't no, automate. But, oh, a lot of shitty jobs will be able to. Just see Amazon. Who is, oh, that little... who is my nemesis that they don't know I exist? But the fucking uh, wastebasket they're calling yeah, it the river. So instead of paying oh, I heard truck it's drivers, a little robot it's that, a little robot uh, that that'll deliver your packages. Uh, but not if it's good. it's so stupid. But the idea, looking. someone tweeted and was like, "Why pay t- truck drivers nine dollars an hour when you can fire all of them and use this robot?" Like, <laughs> yep. So what are those truck drivers going to do? Yeah. You know. And here's the thing: we want the truck drivers at the truck stops. <laughs> <laughs> No, now to... they work at Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, we still want to get that one lady. Uh, yeah, that, if oh you are a lady. Pearl. No, that we, there was like, yeah, we read her about her Pearl. in it. It was like a truck stop, like um, yeah, truck driver. I don't feel like she might listen to us. If you are a, truck driver, a news... female truck driver yes. who has yes. a route, you we read about you in a paper. <laughs> yes. And you wear pearls in your truck and we think it's fabulous. Yeah. We would love to have you on. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. We, have to, we have to take a break. But yes, please email us, ladies lady comedy at gmail.com. If that is you, <laughs> be right back. We'll be back. It's going to be someone's mom. <laughs> uh, we're back. I'm Tess. I'm, I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. And we're Gabby. Hi. And uh, Tess, we forgot. Tess was going to... Oh, Tess yeah, apparently I'm has sorry. an image. She needs to show us she something. Keeps, she keeps threatening <laughs> to show us an image. I'm sorry. Okay. I just need to tell you guys about this because okay. I saw it... 
a week ago. Okay. It's a week ago today that I first saw this image. Where, where, where did you see it for the first time? I'll tell you. Okay. I was with my friend Jen. She showed it to me. It's been, it's changed the way I see humans. It's haunted my dreams. Is it like oh, a, no. something about an asshole? I feel like, <laughs> what is it? It's yeah, it's goatsy. Are you going to show us leather? I think it's good. Yeah. It's not good. It's okay. not good. Oh, Tess is about to show us two girls, one cup. Yeah. It's really bad news for you. It was already a thing. And you're never going to be able to unsee it. And I'm showing it to you because if I have to know this, you do too. Are you ready? I'm scared. What is it? It's what a baby's skull looks like. Ah! Oh. <laughs> oh, that's oh, not back. I've, oh, the oh, teeth. Look at that. Okay, yeah. I've, I've seen, seen this. I've seen that before. So <laughs> your, ba- your, your adult teeth your adult teeth. Oh, I didn't here. see the both rows of yes. teeth. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, nice, my God. Look. Okay. So, your, so yeah, your adult your teeth. teeth are here. So if Hell you yeah. ever see a baby, know that yeah. they have two yes. rows Babies of teeth have this in, in their, their face. Mouth. Ew, yeah. this is a good horror movie. You need this. It's Nightly. like the alien with like one set of teeth. 90% of their face is teeth. Ew. Na- and, I mean, the, look I, how close it is to their yes, nose. Yes. That's why teeth, you can't. Human adult teeth and a baby face. That's why you yeah. can't trust a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, what the fuck is that? It's like a shark. That? A baby is just born, like a shark. Like, is why are if all you, mammals born like this? I don't know. No, because I... Because no. they don't all lose their teeth and, and then stuff, look right? At the bottom no. ones, their chin is all teeth too. Oh. So if you touch a baby's chin, you're touching it's teeth. All teeth. Get in yeah. there, feel the teeth. Oh. No. So that's part of the teething process too. Oh. Then. Must I guess be. yeah, must hurt. I mean, I wonder, straight up have oh, that's adult why because it's just pushing out your <gasps> yeah. It's just pushing out the old. They're no, Funky. they're pushing in the new teeth. Yeah, yeah the baby's the first, first. teeth. The very first. So first, they're probably all pushed up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're even higher. This baby's got a janky mouth. Well, there's like, yeah, there's oh, like yeah. a very big dip in the chin. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I think these ones haven't, <laughs> Sorry, bad for it. These haven't come in yet. These are yeah. the adult teeth coming yeah. in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is. <laughs> wow. That's a trip. <laughs> Tess, how did this come up? <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I thought it was me something about an asshole, so I feel better. You I feel just pretty good. Spell. Right. Okay. And it was a human face. <laughs> Whew, thank yeah. God. See, the, for me, the, the worst pe- part is that it's a human face. I just like, oh, I, like I see. Skull. This is in every baby. Yeah, this what? is ruining babies for me. I mean, really. Uh, I forget how it you t- just hold one's head and go. You're full of teeth. <laughs> Wait, how old? Like, how old are you when you start losing your teeth and getting your adult? Like, I feel like, yeah, like third ten? grade, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah. So like a it's so weird that it's that whole time. Right? Yeah, that whole time. Right. The whole time. The whole time. Just full of teeth. Oh yeah. Forever. <laughs> I mean, kid faces are mostly teeth. Yeah. How nasty is that? Yep. That yep. makes me think that like. Uh, the tooth fairy is like really fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> like you think that she's as adorable, like very similar to what's her name from Peter Pan, but it's like no. She's oh, Tinkerbell. Got, she's just got like a fuck ton of teeth on her at all times. Yeah, it, it gives me a whole new perspective on the tooth she's fairy. She's like, uh, she's just got like a belt and a necklace made of teeth. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, yeah, super... she's just like, I'll come back for the adult <laughs> ones later. Yeah. I know. Why do we act like that's a cute thing? The tooth fairy? No, it's creepy. It's yeah. super creepy. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like you know. So yeah, you didn't feel bad about losing your tooth. That your right? face looked like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah see, then you didn't know you were a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then she comes for your adult teeth when you're in your coffin later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to complete the set. <laughs> Did you guys ever believe in the tooth fairy? No. Um, I I must have. I don't remember. I must have because I was real, real into losing my teeth. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta get that money. Money. <laughs> like, was real into it. That's like where it starts. <laughs> would do the thing of like tying the string around it and oh, slamming really? the door. Yeah, was like mad into it. Were Whoa. you successful? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a uh uh the only time I ever uh punched someone in like a in like a way that wasn't like in a boxing class or whatever was this kid in fifth grade, he had a loose tooth and he was like, my mom said that if I lose my tooth by the end of the day, I can get rollerblades. And I was like, Oh, like, and I should have asked for a cut of those rollerblades. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, Oh, I can, you want me to hit you and it'll come out. And he was like, yeah, great idea. So I punched him and the tooth came out. And then I, we had to go to like the principal's office and they were like, why did you hit this kid? And he had to be like, I wanted her to. And then yeah, they were yeah. like, what do we do with that? Like, <laughs> what did they do with that? Like my, call my parents and my parents were like, okay. Wait, and then, yeah. and then they were like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then at home they were like, who cares? They were like, we're taking out your whole mouth to pay for your bot mix. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Come here. I went to space camp on these teeth. Exactly. <laughs> oh, they took my adult teeth too. <laughs> yeah. And then, that, and then, uh, but I remember it was very satisfying because we got it. We yeah. were like in one. That's great. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a bad parenting move on the mom of like other kids. 
I think <laughs> seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Who knows when that tooth is going to come out? Yeah. I think he was like Gotta really. Today. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was like annoying her, the mom, by like just oh. playing with it constantly. Oh, and like I it see. was, I don't know. I, I do remember that. Remember playing? That was so weird. Like oh, yeah. playing yeah. with your loose teeth with and your tongue. Telling your friends that like, weird feel gum. This yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that weird gum. I love Ew. the like, way. Like, like, flick it at people. I remember being able to like move my tooth like in and out of my mouth. Yeah. And then you would like get to go to the nurse if you lost it in class because your mouth was like gushing blood everywhere. Humanity's weird. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's part. Like we're all just like chill. Like I don't know. The thing is, it's not the double set of teeth. It's just in general. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking to an alien. You're like, so um, when we reach, you know, the ages of nine and ten, whilst in school, parts of our body falls off of our body, and then we get uh, and everyone is happy about it, and then we go to the nurse's (laughs) office, and then later we exchange it for money. What? Why? <laughs> That's crazy. That's really fucking It's nuts. the beginning yeah. of sacrificing yourself for that fucking paycheck, exactly. baby. That's when it starts. That's oh the two God. fairies, the man. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a big stogie in an office in the sky. Just like, yeah, let me get you into it. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Um, should we do a lady problem? Let's yeah. do it. Let's I want to shout it. out to... Listener Doug, one of my friends from Utah, who said that his two-year-old son knows the lyrics, knows the song now. Aww. So this one, I can't remember his son's name, but this is for him. Hi, guys. This version specifically. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady Problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Hey, gals. Uh, so first, I want to thank you because you've literally changed my life. Oh my God. Um, I was an in-the-closet virgin for years. At 25, the most I'd done was dance with a guy at high school dance, and he was a friend who was gay. <laughs> I had a whole list of personal issues, and I was and remained super fat. So anytime a guy did hit on me, I assumed it was a trick or a prank, and I'd be a bitch to them. Ugh. I found your podcast and listened to the back catalog, and there was an episode with Matt Myra where a lady wrote in talking about her similar issues. I listened to your advice and decided to just get over it and get laid. And I did. And I have you to thank for that. Aww. I hope you're listening to the podcast while you. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You, you think have anyone's to. ever fucked to our podcast? I think on accident. I would Wait, never on purpose. Wait, someone told Wait, us. We in the shower. They they the, French, the, shower. Oh, the French Stewart the French theme song. Stewart. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm French Stewart. Wow. Yeah, she said he thrust into the I'm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. We're Horrible. Making a difference out there. God. Okay. So now I'm engaged the, to the per- <gasps> to the person that I lost my virginity to. Yeah. Nice. Yep. yep. I I was about to make the joke that they're married now. <laughs> In my attempt to find a guy to just sleep with, I accidentally found the nicest, sweetest, most loving man ever. He's amazing. He's Yay. been with me through my mother's suicide attempt, my father's sudden death, my own issues of depression, my grandmother's death, my mother's foreclosure. We were living in the in-law and found out suddenly we had to move because she stopped paying the mortgage and all this other horrible shit that has happened to me in the last few years. He's been by my side for all of it and is nothing but supportive. The issue is he's the only guy that I've ever fucked. And while I'm 99.99999% sure that I'm making the right decision to marrying him, I also no, I'm never going to know what sex is like with the other with another person. I just need to hear from friends that I'm not missing that much since I have such a great guy, but none of my friends know that I was a virgin for so long. I'm sure they did, but we just didn't discuss it. So I turn to you gals. What's your opinion? I will add, should this come up, threesomes have been discussed, but I'm just a I'm I'm such a jealous and insecure person, I don't think I could share him. Love you all, a lady. Aww. Share um, him. Share what him about, with a dude. Yeah, what are you talking about? What about, <laughs> yeah, what about him sharing girl. her? Yeah. <laughs> God, people always forget about that. I know. It is like, such hello. a sweet option. <laughs> yeah, there's the other way. Yeah. Make him, yeah another, what if or, you just get another dude in there? Yeah, then you get... Doesn't he have friends? <laughs> doesn't he have friends he wants to bang? Yeah. yeah he doesn't God. even have to be part. He can just like watch He or can whatever. just tell you guys what to do. No. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be into watching you fuck somebody. Right? I mean, I don't know. I think I a lot know, of guys would but, like that. But. Yeah. I, I mean, get another dude in there. I don't think you would. I mean, I don't think you would be jealous if you're mm. the one getting shared, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't no. think so. Probably and not, she did but... say they had talked about threesomes. So I don't think yeah. it's off the table to bring up two guys. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but that said, yes, I think that casual dick is not as good as dick that you love yes. at all. So yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if this is the person you want to be with, 
don't you're not missing I mean like casual sex is like way yeah. better in theory than it is yeah oh god yeah. it's really overrated for sure and yeah. I mean if you're a very sexual person that's your only option which it was for oh, me yeah. for a long time then mm-hmm. sure that's what I was doing totally yeah, but sure. it's a million times better with someone you want to be with and, uh, and it's definitely not worth the trade in any sense of the word no. yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you're fine because yeah. you said your percentage was like 99.9999. You know, if you had been like, well, it's 80%, I'd be like, oh, maybe there's a different answer here. But, I agree. But like you seem like you, you're you fine. You seem like you got it down. I mean, I do understand the whole thing of like, oh, I didn't mean to get into a relationship with this person. And now it's like gotten away from me. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. But it, it, I feel but like it's a good sign. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. when that happens, you were like in the back of your mind, you're like, this person's not great, but here we, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't seem to have that problem. Exactly. You yeah. know that he's good. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll be fine. I think bring up an MMF threesome. See what he says <laughs> about that. Uh and Maybe like your birthday. Yeah, your birthday, yeah. Christmas. Put the extra pressure on. <laughs> yeah. Special uh, event. Get on Hanukkah. an app. Get on OkCupid together. There you go. <laughs> um, but get him, get him to get a couple of different dildos, and then it feels like a good got a oh, couple yeah. guys in the house. You know? Or no, another, I do think a good like threesome light is just watch porn with him. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. If you're not oh, already I doing that. Meant, like a literal light bulb. No. <laughs> the brand that okay. we use. <laughs> you want to, all the unflattering shadows to just be oh, washed away. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I mean, I I would say like maybe so it sounds like you don't want to really deal with like a hey we each get to fuck somebody else mm-hmm. once a year or something because it sounds like you don't want to deal yeah. with thinking of him with somebody else yes. mm-hmm. so that's not an ideal I think eventually if you feel like it you could try that but um, yeah nothing's set in stone who yeah. knows what'll happen in like you know ten years yeah if you yeah. and you guys sound like you're gonna be together a long time and like eventually might be yeah. comfortable enough to just be like yeah that's fine yeah, go, you're go fucking married yeah. like, when you're 65 years old you might decide to go to a key party yeah exactly <laughs> please. <laughs> And please still be listening to us and please write to us and tell us. Well, that's something about relationships. I think people think whatever the relationship is, is is set in stone. And life is so long. They change Like, you have no idea, like, what, Mm -hmm. you know, your relationship will be like in five years, ten years. Part of it is that you got to grow together. Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents have been married for over, for... 50 no they they met 50 years ago mm-hmm. and it's like i mean they met when they were teenagers right. and i can't imagine wow. how many phases yeah. they've gone through together yeah. and like i think you do when you're like well this is it like kind of how we assume life is after high school we're like yeah and then i do go to college and get a job and you're like oh this is not it at mm-hmm. all yeah we're gonna have to like go through a million phases together and you you're gonna get so comfortable with them right probably that you would maybe be maybe you don't feel jealous anymore that. yeah maybe yeah. like yeah. he maybe like he's like you know i actually want this for you or whatever I don't know. That being said, first dates are a nightmare. Like you, you starting over or you going with, you know, like even if you're in a relationship, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in an open relationship and, and my girlfriend and I are non-monogamous. And he was like, he was like, oh yeah, well I, I love, like I meet, meet up with people. I love going on first dates with all these girls. And I was like, are you out of your mind? That's the worst part. Yeah. He was like, well, it's so exciting and fun. And I was like, you couldn't pay me to go on a first date. Like I, Anyone that I ever hook up with is always someone I already know. Because I can't, if I don't know you, I don't want to yeah, know I'm you. I'm not doing this whole, like, no. let me meet a yeah. stranger at in mid-city at a no. bar. It's the worst part of the party. The beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Who are your parents? Who's your dog? Exactly. No, don't even, the, the yeah. idea of doing that again is a nightmare. So yeah. you just, like, anyone that I, I mean, I've always been this way where, like, I only really hook up with people I already know. So, like. The idea of like sitting on a first date after I've been with my girlfriend for a couple of years, terrible idea. So like just think about sitting on a first date and how awful that is. Yeah, and, and just then, then just wait until you meet somebody you yeah, really want to fuck and yeah, then get permission. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep. That you already know them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, you sound like you're in a good place. I feel like, and thank you for. I mean, that's really an honor that we were able to help you at all. So that's yeah. honestly, I'm really so happy we helped you get laid. We're I just know. getting people laid out there. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very proud. That's of us. that's what this is for. <laughs> and we're helping people get it. If you get Gabby's book, you'll be you know get some help with money. We're helping yeah, in everyone's oh area. Wow! And then your life is like totally. You know, you marry this guy. Mm-hmm. You get good with money. You guys live in a mansion. Yeah, Maybe you, you buy, have a bunch of concubines. Lamborghini concubines. Fuck dungeon. Done. <laughs> fireplace. Fireplace. 
finished. Yes. Did you guys <laughs> fireplace comes after the fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that house for sale on Reddit, Redfin or whatever that had that sex dungeon in the basement? Nice. It was crazy because it was really nice, but it was an open door. There was yeah. no doors what? on yeah. the dungeon. The, on the dungeon, it was like literally like it went into a staircase, and there was no. I was like, first well, question: yeah. well, Can we put a door in <laughs> or a beaded curtain at least? Yeah, beaded some, you need some kind of. I feel like Wait, so they were like nice for a fuck dungeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were like buy our house fully furnished fuck dungeon. Yes. yes. Oh, it was nice. It was furnished. very nice. It was really nice. Yeah. 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 What? No, 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 no. Is there like existing fuck toys in there? No, it looked like There's mostly swings and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that's yeah. fine. It, it was, was like, like set up. It had like a, a pentagram that you could get yeah, tied pen- to. Yeah, oh. and a stockade thing. <laughs> Got that it. sounds fun. Because yeah. that takes a while to collect that stuff. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was expensive. It was like yeah. an expensive Was it setup. you to rent the place or buy no, the buy. place? I hope they buy. said that people were rent. I think it was like an ad, like a secret ad for the. Oh, so many people yeah, yeah. said they were renting an Airbnb and shit. Got so. it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, ugh, this was used a lot. Whole sex parties. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then an extensive cleaning crew. Yeah. Oh, man. really funny. I saw an interview with one of the neighbors who was a guy that was just like and it's just happening down the street from us and we had no idea <laughs> so oh, yeah i didn't think about the neighbors that's pretty great any yeah. our kids honestly right i would rather here. have a sex party next door than cokeheads oh, for yeah. sure i've had cokeheads and they're loud <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> By, oh, yeah me and uh my boyfriend are very drunk sex the other night and uh i you know it was very loud and he's roommate i was like oh man i wonder if al heard us and he was like he was like yeah i asked him he was like oh yeah it was hot <laughs> He's a gay guy. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. I was like, oh, that's nice. I oh, know. Yeah. That's the best possible scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. I was like, oh, that feels good. Friendship. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, but uh, Gabby, tell everybody where they can get your book and sure. follow you online and all that jazz. Um, the Bad With Money book is out now. Uh, you can get it wherever you buy books. Uh, GabbyNun.com slash Bad With Money book has some links. And then I read, I read the audio book. So if you get the audio book, it's this voice. Fuck yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I'm at Gabby Road on Instagram, G-A-B-Y-R-O-A-D, and then at Gabby done on twitter instagram's better um and then yeah and then allison and i my my comedy partner i talked about we have a another book that comes out in july that's available for pre-order called please send help which is a a novel so if you want to pre-order that because you're like i don't like money but i do like fiction books. or double whammy yeah, yeah. <laughs> then uh get that one there you go awesome yeah. thank you so much for being on the show again thank you for and having me to our patrons we're going to have a top secret session with gabby after this yes so we'll see y'all yes, over there yes. see you over there Bye. can't get enough of us subscribe to our patreon for exclusive bonus content access to our first 100 episodes and more go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up as little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Love you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.